Welcome to Canada's podcast. Hey everyone, I'm Phil Bliss, founder and CEO of Canada's podcast, coming to you today from Toronto. We're going to meet Robert Saunders, who's the founder and CEO of Doormat, a tech company that wants to make real estate transactions dead simple. Buying and selling properties in Canada shouldn't be so complicated, and they're on a mission to simplify the process by pairing modern technology with top-tier service. Robert is a creative and self-motivated software engineer and entrepreneur. He's always been driven to build products that excel other people's lives and has a deep passion for technology. So, Robert, welcome to Canada's podcast. Great to meet you. Um, and, uh, you know, I think your particular area is, is, is interesting because lots of people, you know, buy houses and things like that. Uh, and the story is pretty, pretty solid um, as well. So, uh, just sort of to put the thing in context, uh, why don't we get so you get a little bit deep in, in into uh, who 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 Robert Saunders is uh, uh, a little bit about how, how you got to where you are and and uh, the, the solution that that you saw as an opportunity. If you like, totally. Uh, well, first off, thank you so much for having me on the podcast, Philip. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, I guess starting a bit about myself. So, um, hi everyone. My name is Robert. I'm the, the CEO and co-founder of Doormat, um, which is an online real estate legal services company. I'll get into the story about how Doormat came to be uh, in just a moment, but a little bit uh, about myself. Um, so I grew up in Toronto, uh, always being in love with computers and, and building things and, and really kind of my passion for technology. Uh, came from a very young age. So um, my my dad is is had a long career in technology. And so a lot of that inspiration came from him. And throughout uh, high school and university, I was always building uh, apps and was fascinated by uh, mobile devices. And so one of my earliest memories of of getting into technology was when the iPhone 4 came out. Uh, in 2010 or 2011, I was in high school. And when the iPhone came out, I was uh, like really uh, kind of taken aback by the design and the uh, ease of use of uh, you know what was ultimately just a rectangle that you could interact with your finger. And so my school at the time had a website where uh, students could see their homework online. Um, and uh, it wasn't very mobile friendly. And so, uh, right when that happened, uh, I quickly uh, realized an opportunity there to make a mobile version. And that was one of the first apps that I ever made. So, uh, in high school, I self-taught myself to uh, build that app so students at my school could see their homework on their phone. And um, through that experience, I fell in love with uh, the act of building. Um, which ultimately is what I know entrepreneurship to be right now. Uh, and so quickly, I launched that app uh, to my school, released it to them. And uh, I started to feel uh, the results of what it's like to build something. Uh, so I stood up in my assembly and I shared the app. And I, got a, uh, I have a vivid memory of getting a standing ovation and people clapping for me. And then people in the hallways coming up to me in my locker saying, 
Hey, like, this is such a cool app. Uh, this is so exciting. Like I have this feature for you. I have this feature for you. Uh, and that kind of started, kickstarted my journey into entrepreneurship and the love of building things. And so obviously I was quite young at the time and uh, my parents weren't too keen on me wanting to uh, stop school and, and start to go build ventures myself. And so uh, throughout the rest of high school and throughout university, uh, I went to uh, Queen's University, which is just a couple of hours outside of Toronto. And I studied computer engineering there. I continued to build things on the side. Um, and ultimately, because I, I found that through building, I was learning more than what uh, you know the curriculum was teaching me. And so that's kind of been my path uh, to where I am now is I've always been a builder. I've always um, loved getting the feedback from the things that I build and actually seeing the impact that uh, they have on people. And so uh, shortly after university, I, I started working at Shopify. And when I was at Shopify, I worked on the API Patterns team. And on that team, I worked on the platform side of Shopify, which gave me really good exposure to uh, you know, how to build uh, APIs and platforms at scale. And um, I quickly realized that I wanted to get back into the consumer side of things and uh, build solutions for consumers. And so while I was at Shopify, I transitioned over to the Shop app, which is their consumer app that's competing with Amazon. And through that, I work on the conversion team, building product features uh, and enhancements that ultimately got people to buy more things, um, which was very cool. But ultimately, uh, I had always wanted to go and do my own thing. And my experience at Shopify was really rooted in just getting the skills uh, the skill sets to build something at scale. And I was waiting for the idea to come uh, to me about you know what I should build. Um, and that's kind of the, where the origin of Doormat comes from. At the start of the pandemic, I was looking to buy a property. And obviously, I'd, I'd never been through uh, the residential home buying property, uh, uh, property uh, purchase process before. And I was working with my real estate agent to uh, find a property. And, and once I'd found that property, uh, I put it, I quickly put it into a, in an offer. And my agent had said, uh, you know, do you have a real estate lawyer? And so it was news to me at the time that you needed a real estate lawyer to buy property in Canada. I had no idea what a real estate lawyer was and, or what they did. And uh, so I ended up just taking the recommendation for a lawyer that uh, they gave me. And so quickly worked through that process. I worked with my real estate lawyer and found it to be uh, an experience that didn't really match my consumer expectations. So obviously being a younger millennial, uh, I'm akin to all of the different digital services that are out there today. And I'm the first person to uh, take any of uh, to use any online service that I can, whether that be like filing my taxes, booking my hair appointment, all these things. And so when I worked with my lawyer, everything was, was being done in what felt like a very traditional way, uh, you know, going into the lawyer's office to sign the documents, to transfer the money, uh, drop off the check, pick up the keys. Uh, and then also everything was being done through email, uh, getting asked questions about, uh, you know, what's your insurance finder? I didn't know what an insurance finder was or sending documents back and forth. Uh, and so I, I quickly found that there was an opportunity to stream that, streamline that process uh, and make it better for consumers. 
And so uh, while I was working at Shopify uh, on weekends and nights, I uh, worked with uh, somebody else that I found in my network, uh, who's a real estate lawyer to better understand, uh, you know, what the process of the real estate, what a real estate lawyer does. Uh, Cause obviously I have no background in real estate law and trying to build a consumer app uh, for residential property, property closings. Uh, I needed some help. And so uh, I quickly found Ben who is now one of my co-founders at doormat. And we worked together to better understand, you know, could we apply technology and build software or residential property closings that brought transparency, reduced price, and uh, you know, gave time time savings to consumers. And so, uh, over the course of last year, we built an M- uh, an MVP product uh, that we we brought uh, to market this past February. And since then, we've we've done over sixty transactions through the platform. Uh, and we've raised a bit of venture funding, which is very exciting. And, uh, and yeah, that's been our journey so far. We're still very early in our process, but really kind of the, the foundation for doormat came rooted from my own personal experience of, of going through the residential, uh, property closing process. Really interesting to hear the story and sort of, obviously you're following your passion in terms of, of application development and, and, on on that front and, and but it was also it's also been it's interesting to hear how you progressed from shopify the kind of employer employee thing not that there's, not that there's anything wrong with that i mean shopify is a down down good operation and that's that's fine uh, and 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 transitioned out in terms of you know Getting on the journey, you know, you're stepping out of it, it is, you know, why didn't you just quit and, and get some friends to fund you and get there faster, et cetera, et cetera? I mean, you think, I mean, was, was, your, was your approach the right logic, do you think, to get to where you wanted to be? Yeah, it's it's a good question, and it's funny. Uh, you know, some people ask me if you were to restart and uh, do it all over again, what would you do differently? And one of my answers to that question is saying I would start sooner, and <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and also uh, it it kind of my advice to any uh, you know potential entrepreneur or people who are looking to do their own thing is to just start, uh, and that there's never a right time. I think I definitely fell into. A bit of a, a trap when I was at Shopify, in the sense of um, I needed to build the conviction and the idea. And I think this is something that a lot of entrepreneurs feel is, uh, you, you know, no matter how much you believe in your idea or um, how passionate you are about the problem space, like there is this like big chasm that you have to jump from when you leave that stable, <laughs> that stable job that pays you a really good uh, salary. Uh, and that's comfortable. And so I think it, it's a different journey for everyone in terms of how you jump that chasm. Uh, and so for me, when I was at Shopify, one thing that I was doing constantly was just trying to build up that conviction and remove any doubt uh, in my idea by building out the founding team uh, and like, you know, who figuring out who I was going to do this with, um, who were the right people to do it with. 
and also better understand if it was a problem that was worth solving. So, um, so like, you know, while I was at Shopify, I was interviewing uh, recent home buyers and home sellers to understand like what their process was with their lawyer to understand if, you know, the experience that I had with my lawyer was something that was common. Uh, and that process helped me build that conviction to leave. But I mean, ultimately, I think uh, to your point, why didn't I do it sooner? If I were to go back, I definitely would have. Um, and I think like an interesting point of that, uh, that question is like the funding. Uh, I think like a big part of my journey was, uh, as soon as I did quit, I had to go find funding because I just bought a property and I have a mortgage to carry now, uh, which is kind of funny, uh, as it relates to kind of the, the problem that we're solving with Tormat. Um, I was incredibly lucky that when I quit Shopify, one of the VP of products at Shopify uh, gave us uh, our first seed angel investment. And uh, he was kind of a catalyst for for us to take it a lot more serious um, because he knew that we had this problem that was worth solving, but also that we just needed to be given a shot. Um, and he really enabled that through the funding. And so I guess to your point of like, why didn't you go to people and, and get funding? Um, ultimately, that's what we did. And, and ultimately, I, didn't, I don't think I had the... Um, I didn't recognize that there is, especially in Toronto and uh, in kind of the tech community in general, there is this like large group of supporters that are, are more than happy to uh, you know, support entrepreneurs and people that have dreams and visions. And I don't think that was particularly clear to me at the time because I hadn't been through it. You know, the thought of somebody giving me money to go do this, this thing that, um, you know, I really believed in, um, you know, it was something that I didn't quite understand that was like available to people. And, uh, you know, if I was to say anything to any, anyone else, like if you have a good idea, you put all the right, uh, things in place, you do some work, uh, you know, to get it off the ground, there is that support there for you. Um, and looking back, I would have, you know, made that transition from uh, full-time Shopify to full-time Dormat a little sooner, um, knowing that now. What do you like most about having having stepped out of, 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 of the corporate world? What do you like most about being an entrepreneur? That's a really good question. Uh, I think like the number the number one thing is uh, you know the feeling of of impact and the freedom of the the work that you get to do. You know, one thing that uh, I particularly felt at Shopify. Uh, you know, I was at Shopify. Uh, I started in 2018 as an intern there, and I kind of saw the company grow from. Uh, you know, I was in the first 6,000 employees, and then it, you know throughout those years it grew to be much much bigger. Uh, obviously through the COVID pandemic, and I saw the company change quite a lot. You know, I was in a small office. When I started and I finished in an office and then I finished remote. <laughs> so uh, the company itself grew quite a lot. And what I was increasingly feeling was I was feeling uh, like kind of a cog in the machine. Uh, you know, Shopify is a massive company now. And that impact that I felt as uh, an earlier employee there was uh, starting to kind of fade because the company was just getting bigger and doing more things. And so what I was working on didn't feel as impactful. And so I think being an entrepreneur, one of the, the best aspects of it is that you have total freedom and 
you clock in, clock out, not from nine to five. It's whenever you want. Uh, and you also can have real tangible impact in what you're building every day. Um, and also just the journey itself is, is such a, is such an interesting thing, you know, like going from the highs and lows to, you know, talking with investors, trying to, you know, storytell your way into getting some funding and, uh, sharing that product, building the product, you know, staying late up at night and then seeing the fruits of your labor at the end of it is, uh, is, you know, such an exciting path, uh, to be on. So what do you think your business is going to be in the next five years? That's a, it's a good question. I think like what we're focusing on and if, if you say like where we're going to be in five years, uh, I don't actually quite know because, uh, every year or every month feels like a year at the current stage. Um, right now what we're focusing on is, is building, uh, you know, the world's best closing process for, uh, residential properties in Ontario. Where I see us going is, uh, bringing that nationwide. So. You know, building Canada's real estate lawyer, the first consumer brand for real estate law. If you think of, uh, you know, real estate law in Canada, there's not a single consumer brand that comes to mind. Uh, much like when you think of, you know, banking or like simple banking in Canada, you think of like well, simple or the big banks. Mm -hmm. In real estate law, there isn't there isn't that. Uh, it's a market that's traditionally dominated by, uh, you know, smaller law firms that focus on very geographic specific areas. So, you know, if you're Toronto, there's a handful of lawyers in Toronto specifically or in Mississauga or Brampton or wherever. Um, what we're really aspiring to do with Dormat is build that consumer uh, brand around real estate law so that when you want to close on your property uh, or do your mortgage refinance, you think of Dormat like you think of TurboTax when uh, you know it comes to be your tax season. That's, that's one aspect. And I think like one thing that's quite interesting about, uh, the, the space that we're operating in is that, is that there hasn't been this, uh, you know, a consumer brand for real estate law, uh, yet. And it's primarily driven by, uh, regulation, but also, uh, you know, lack of adoption of innovation in the legal tech space. Uh, and prop tech in general. There are just a couple of industries that are a little bit behind some of the others in terms of adoption of that tech. And I think there's a big opportunity for us to, to step in and, and, and kind of fulfill that mission. And then outside of just taking our current product and applying it nationwide, I think one thing that's really cool is uh, being able to expand along the home ownership journey. So, um, one thing that became apparent to me when I was buying my property was I didn't need a real estate agent. I didn't need a mortgage broker, but I fundamentally needed a real estate lawyer uh, to do the deal. In Canada, you need a real estate lawyer. They're the only people who transact on uh, a residential property. They're the only people who can transfer title from one uh, person to another. And what's unique about their position in the homeowner home ownership journey is that they're the ones who fundamentally give you the keys at the end of the day. They're the ones who ask for your information about uh, your property transaction. And I think there's a big opportunity for us to expand along the home ownership journey. So, uh, you know, once we close a property, you know, maybe we help them move into their property. Like, here's some movers for your for your move. 
or once they're in the property, maybe you know through the, our platform, you could see your investment portfolio, uh, your real estate investment portfolio, because you closed on your property with Doormat, and you could track the value of the property over time. Um, or similarly, you know, we could help with uh, insurance. Uh, one of the things we have to ask our clients is, you know, where are you getting insurance from? Um, you know, it's very real that we could have uh, an embedded insurance product where we can offer property insurance directly in our property. And our and our product because you're already closing with doormat and we know that you're going to need it. And so, I think right now what we're focused on is is building, uh, you know, that world's best property closing experience and really focusing on the niche of, uh, of that real estate law piece of it. But where we'd like to go as a company is expand along the home ownership journey and expand across Canada. So in terms of, so. Growth. Uh, what's the this is business advice? What's the best piece of advice that you've received that you kind of it's it's there, it's in your back pocket kind of thing that you, that you, that you carry around with you. That's a. There's been lots of advice. <laughs> I think that's one thing that um, you you uh, are lucky, but also. Uh, it's like a gift and a curse as an entrepreneur. Is there's, there's a lot of people who have uh, lots of of really good thoughts and uh, and uh, experiences to share with you. But the problem with it is there's so many different pathways uh, that you can take from that advice and experience, and it can be hard to understand like to pick which is the best for you. And so what I often tell people, uh, you know, who are kind of going through the same thing, or I talk about with my with my founder friends is, uh, you know, how do you kind of parse the good advice from the bad advice? And ultimately, we kind of what we come come back to is you kind of just have to do it yourself to understand what works. Um, sure, there are like course correcting advice that can be really helpful. Um, but ultimately, like, and what I'm realizing as a first time entrepreneur is that there's an element of it where you just need to experience it so that you can learn for yourself. Um, and so that's not to say that I don't have any advice. Um, I think, you know, one thing that recently resonated with me, uh, that was told to me by another founder, very successful multi-time founder was, um, that you have to be unreasonable as an entrepreneur. And so he asked me this really good question, which was, um, what's the most unreasonable thing that you've done? And he said, I asked that to everyone, uh, that, uh, you know, every founder that I, I meet because entrepreneurs have to be unreasonable. And, uh, you know, what does it mean to be unreasonable? It means to think that, you know, your vision of the world, like it's probably unreasonable. Like it's unreasonable to think that, you know, we're going to be a real estate law firm that everyone in Canada, uh, you know, thinks to use. That's unreasonable. But uh, entrepreneurs are built on being unreasonable and, having these crazy visions. And so um, I don't really know where I was going with that one, but uh, that, that resonated with me because um, like it, in that, in that kind of back pocket that you mentioned, um, you know, I'm always asking myself, how am I being unreasonable? Uh, and like, uh, where, where can we be different as a team? And so anyways, that particular advice uh, resonated with me recently. Okay, so let, let's get a little uh, little less serious. Let's go one or two fun questions. Uh, 
what book are you currently reading, listening to, uh, and would would recommend? Not necessarily the one that you're reading would recommend, but something that you've read that is one of those that that, that made you made you think, made you make some good decisions afterwards. Yeah. Um, so I haven't been reading too much recently. <laughs> so I'll say that off the bat. I did see a yeah. book in the back there. <laughs> yes, I do. I do have books. They 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 go on my shelf. And unfortunately, one of the things with being an entrepreneur is that you don't have a ton of extra time. Uh, I am trying to practice the uh, the art of reading a little bit more. But what I will say, uh, one book that I did read very early on in in the the journey of, of doormat and, and entrepreneurship was the Lean Startup. Uh, I think every entrepreneur should read that book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a very good book that teaches you, um, you know, how to build startups from experiences that um, you know have worked in the past. Uh, and then also zero to one is an is another uh, good good book. But um, yeah, I don't. I'm not currently reading anything. So uh, yeah. Are you a morning or a night person? I, I'm a morning person morning okay that's, yeah. you, you you belong to the majority there that's kind of it. there we go okay yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to pick one word to describe yourself what would it be and why would you choose the word mm. that's a very good question oof um i would probably say Oh, there's a few words that come to mind, but I would say I'll go with the first one. Um, I'll say creative. Uh, I think um, why I'm creative um, is because I, I am constantly finding uh, you know creative solutions to the problems that I'm having, and I've always and actually going back to one of your earlier questions, which is talking about what you love about entrepreneurship. Uh, one thing I love about entrepreneurship is you can really unleash your creativity because. Uh, you have full ownership of of what you're doing, and um, I would say creativity resonates with me the most because I'm always applying myself in creative uh, ways, uh, and specifically like you know building the product that is Doormat. I've had to be creative in so many different ways um, to just like understand you know what the process is of a residential property closing. Um, you know how can we synthesize that into a consumer experience that. A super simple and super uh, delightful for people to use. Um, so whether that be you know like designing the, the user interface or designing the architecture for the code, um, the job that I'm currently doing and and have always done is uh, always tapping into uh, a level of creativity that's required to get kind of the desired result that we need. And um, so yeah, I would say like one of one of my best traits is uh, creativity. What's keeping you up at night? No, <laughs> these are good questions. I love them. Uh, I would just say everything uh, that is the the business. Um, so yeah, there's no shortage of uh, of things to do as an entrepreneur. And uh, one thing that I'm uh, you know constantly doing when I when I go to bed is just thinking about what I'm going to do tomorrow uh, and what needs to be done, what hasn't been done, and um, that's been something that's been keeping me up recently. Finally, enough that you asked this question. 
one of our investors, I was talking to to them about this this problem. Of like, you know, how do you disconnect from your uh, your your company so that you can have good sleep? And uh, it's kind of funny. He was saying, "Why don't you just read a book before you go to bed?" <laughs> so maybe I have to read a little bit more. Um, that's what before I, that's I go to bed. What, that's what's one of my escapes is is that in, in terms of getting away from the company and just moving into something else, kind of. Yeah, he was saying that if uh, like it doesn't even matter what book that you read, you just have to open up the book and uh, just read a few pages, and that just like will focus your mind somewhere else. And he's like, you are tired. You're not not tired. And yeah. so through the act of reading, you're just going to separate your brain, and you'll fall asleep very quickly. So I think I need to, based on your question before, what book you're reading, I didn't have a good answer for that. Uh, and then now this question, I think the, the answer to my problems is just to read some books. So uh, I'll, I'll get to work on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Robert, that's about it uh, to, in terms of, uh, you know, the, the, the time, time frame. But it's been really interesting. And, uh, and thank you very much for coming on Canada's podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Philip. This has been uh, a lot of fun.